Your mom made you get a job over the summer. This sucks because the only job that isn't a factory in this shitty town is a creepy old petting zoo that's still somehow open. It's called Jethro's Strange Sheep Herd. And it and it's kind of dangerous and gross to even be there. The main attraction is something called a sheep squatch. It's like a really big sheep Bigfoot. You thought it might be a man in a suit, but that man must be feral, never washed, spoke, or wanted human contact. It's both very scared at every sound that pops up while also being super aggressive. Also, there's this, like, fish sheep that got super excited when looking at pregnant women and all the regular sheep. It had such a lecherous glare that it made you feel like you needed a shower. You kind of wish it was in a, in a human jail instead of animal jail because of how creepy it was. The things that were mostly sad in this place was a sheep thing that kind of grew out of the ground. It was the most pathetic creature I ever saw. It would try to reach the grass around it to eat, but it had to gain momentum by swinging back and forth on its stem to just get a mouthful of grass, only to get tired and try again. You would try to help it, but it was the only entertainment in this creepy place, even if it made you feel about as helpless. Welcome to Creeper Critters. Uh, my name is Jesse, and today, I mean, in this podcast, we talk about cryptids. Uh, today, we have Jordan. Hello. So, uh, today we are talking about sheep-based cryptids. Yay! You'd be surprised how many sheep-based <laughs> cryptids there are. I chose three of them. Ooh. Three different genres, as I should say. But, yeah, and all of these uh, make me feel horrible about myself. <laughs> so, Aww. Well, I'm not horrible about myself. It just makes me feel just really just not great. Kind of slimy. A couple of them. But, uh, so we're going to be talking about three sheep-based things. Um, as you heard from the story before, uh, one of them's just real gross and just wants to fuck pregnant women and sheep and other herd people. It's gross, and I hate it. Ew. <laughs> and that's the first one we're going to be talking about. Yeah, so that is called the Halepin? Halepin. Halepin? Halepin. Or the... Halipin, or the Gallopin. It's a strange bovine-like creature that is said to haunt rivers and the lakes of Chile. It has the body of a sheep and the head of a young calf. It has twisted feet with four f with short front legs and the back end that resembles a seal. Um, it lives in pools and frequently mates with other herded animals. So, first off, I have a couple questions. Because if you see a picture of this, it's basically like a fish thing. So, yeah. like, how does it... I'm like, trying to track it down. Yeah, so, I'll send you, I'll send you a, uh, send you what it's called, real quick. It's spelt a little weird. Yeah. Um, there it is. Um... But it's shaped. Uh, I'll I'll just uh, like you'll you know you can help a little bit to describe what it is. But it looks like it. It looks almost like a um, 
it has like sorry <clears throat> it has uh kind of like fin type things to help it swim because it's obviously something that belongs in the water but it just like kind of sidles up on land it's just like yo cow i'm gonna i'm gonna mate with you like how first off how because when it's junk just be like dragging against the ground because it doesn't have like long legs or anything yeah, its legs are just wow. This is this is something. It's very it, upsetting. It looks like it it looks like a naked mole rat version of a sheep with fins. Yeah, and so apparently, um, whenever the whenever it mates with the uh, herded animals, which I guess would include uh, llamas, in, oh, in yeah. Chile, yeah. So it'd be like cows, chickens aren't herds; they're flocks. I'll just be like, hmm. That'd be a fucked up chicken. <laughs> uh, um, but like they basically like come like out like twisted and weird, and it only comes out at night. And if a pregnant woman goes near this beast, then their child will be born with twisted legs and muzzles as well. Oh. And if a uh, pregnant and pregnant mothers unlucky enough to have dreams about these creatures three consecutive nights can experience a terror so profound that it causes physical deformity in their children. So, basically, this was their excuse for just genetic abnormalities? Well, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Talk okay. about that in a little bit. I like to talk about the what they probably are after we get done. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aver- they're, so, they're ordinarily shy beasts, so basically harmless on land. But they are very vicious whenever you en- uh, encounter them in an aquatic environment. The mating with herded animals is also a trait that's uh, attributed to the Kelpie, who is also another dumb beast that I hate. So, <laughs> <laughs> so which also, that's, that adds just another wrinkle. Because, okay, so, sorry, I don't want to have another episode where I just dunk on Kelpies. See, I'm 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 one of those people who who always finds who or I either by accident or by design the the better versions that I can of things or see the nice things in there. And there's this there I, I hate I'm kind of plugging here, but there's a skin deep comic that has a Kelpie in it. And it actually it's a, like a little cult thing and it's actually somehow adorable. Like and I'm like that's that's a good show, turning something that horrible legend into something cute and adorable. Oh my god, I just hate Kelpie so much. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrifying legend. Well, well, I'm, I'm just taking that, I'm taking like, you know, sure, you know, drown some children, eat them, whatever. That's whatever Krypta does, but in some form. But like, the fact that, they're, that they have like seal-like skin and just slimy and sticky, fuck off, you dumb horse. Like, oh my god. And also, also like the whole thing. Um, okay, <laughs> listen, listen to my spinal horse episode if you want to listen to me talk about kelpies more. But like, I hate kelpies. I hate anything that's like its main thing is just like trying to tempt people to like get on them. And uh, well, I will eventually talk about the water horse, which is a better version of the kelpie. It's still pretty bad. It's better than Kel- it's better than a Kelpie, but I'm going to talk about the uh, water horse eventually. But um, but yeah, so this thing does just appear to be a thing you can kind of blame on infor- mm. uh, deformities. Yeah, it's it seems like that's just its general purpose is like, well, 
this poor cow was born wrong. Curse that holopin. It got it got fucked by a weird fish shape. <laughs> yeah. Again, how do, how would it get up to a? Okay, how does it get up to to fuck a horse or to f- fuck a cow? They're tall. My guess is there's a lot of flopping involved and jumping. And it can't be fun for any of the parties involved. No, no, it's just a very determined uh, creature to procreate. Like, it can't be fun, but... I don't know. I don't like it, this thing. <laughs> Maybe that's why no one sees it, because it's just such an undertaking that it only does it when it really needs to. Yeah. And also, what pregnant... Like, okay, what pregnant woman is just like, mm, weird fish thing that has a sheep body? Who knows? I mean, especially with dreams, sometimes... I mean, it's it's odd that your mind would go there, but... You know, in dreams, your mind goes all over the place. So. I would, my, like, I mean, like, I would probably go for a, uh, like, a centaur way before I'd go for this thing. Although, oh my god, ugh, I just thought, what a centaur version of this thing? Well, wait, wait, you mean like a centaur sheep llama thing? Yeah. Hmm. I think I've seen that. Probably. There's all sorts <laughs> of centaurs. I don't know this thing. I don't like this thing, but we're but I got it. I got it off my list, so that's good. <laughs> and also, also like I do think it's kind of interesting whenever you have these types of creatures. That's only thing is the like to like the only thing they do is like to be blamed. Yeah, for, for things that sometimes people blame themselves for. It's like it's a scapegoat, eh? Yeah. Oh, yes. Pretty much. Um, oh, that they also doing goats because they're herded. Oh my god, this thing is just. <laughs> I don't like this thing. But yeah, it's so. Um, well, it's kind of like how uh, the last episode that came out, the uh, with a Mananagal, um, how like that could be blamed for stillbirths and stuff. Yeah, this can kind of be blamed for genetic mutations that might happen with kids. And I guess, I guess if you have a creature like this, it serves really great to have something else to blame. But it, you could, it could not, you could, you could have something to blame besides the mother, which most people would blame. Yeah, which times. is even kind of bad. That's bad too, because I mean, well, that's that's super bad. But like at the same time, like if you're thinking about when this thing would be, yeah, that's blamed. It's good to have something something out there to be uh like to blame really. But at the same time, as I said on the last one, the reason that having something physical to blame something on is why racism exists. So <laughs> um, So yeah. Yeah. I guess it's better that it's a sheep thing than a brown person. I guess like I mean that's good. <laughs> They could have just blamed, like, the, the new family that moved in that happened to not be white. I guess that's something. Actually, no. No, these people are uh, brown, so. Yeah, it's along the, the chili- white Chilean The white devils? Coast, right? The white yeah. devils that come by? Okay. <clears throat> but, now, we're going to talk about the interesting one that I like a lot. Now, we're talking about the vegetable lamb of Tartari. I like this one, too. Yeah. So it is a legendary zoophyte 
which is an animal that vis- which is an animal that visually resembles a plant. Um, and it uh, was supposedly it grew in Central Asia. It was once believed to grow sheep as its fruit. And it also was believed that sheep were connected to the plant by an umbilical cord that grazed the land around the plant. And when all uh, accessible foliage was gone, both the plant and sheep died. <laughs> Aww. I just love this thing is so pathetic. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's just like, oh, well, I can't reach the grass anymore. I guess I'm just going to die. Like early accounts, they were stuck in the pods too. Like they weren't like on a thing that they could walk around either, huh? So they just had to just just kind of reach. I'm imagining a sheep just like swinging back and forth, clawing its legs to get momentum. <laughs> well, like, ah. because I can only imagine it just like trying to swing. I was just like, mm, I just need me a little bit further. <laughs> and, and, because, and because it's a sheep, like you got to imagine it has energy. Yeah. So like, so like it's swinging back and forth probably takes a lot of energy. <laughs> so it probably just gets tired and just like barely gets anything it's just like okay gotta savor that little bit of grass I got now I gotta go again <laughs> and then uh, it, like some early drawings have like four pods to instead of like I like the, the main one that they have on the Wikipedia page like yeah. that's that's a good good blur but like some of the early like medieval ones have like four pods so can you imagine like all four of them trying individually trying to get grass like why why did they just like feed from the ground like plants do? That makes so much more sense. Like Oh, looking looking up the history, I love how apparently in like the fifteen hundreds someone argued against the case of this plant existing just from the simple fact that the ground soil around it could not keep an embryo warm. And they're like, Wow, that's surprisingly very technical for that day and age. They're not wrong. No, they're not. <laughs> Like, they're not wrong. They're just <laughs> wrong about the end part as well. <laughs> like, they're reasoning spot on. It can't exist because, guess what? They can't have a little baby sheep grow out of the ground because it's not warm enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, forgive it. Just let's look over the part that a sheep just pops out of the ground while being on like a stock. But uh, no, it's not warm enough. Oh, uh, and like I said, like l- I looked up the, the history, and there's just so many fun, funny things going on here. How it could it could have been a mistranslation? Uh, it was some guy who just was making things up. Well, no, most of these are a guy making things up. Like most of the uh, cryptids in America is, I'm bored. I'm gonna make this thing up and tell it to children. So a guy named uh, Harvey Lee. In uh, 1887, wrote a book called The Vegetable Lamb of Tatari, and it described the legendary lamb to be both true animal and a living plant. He states that some other writers believe that the lamb to be the fruit of the plant, sprouting forward like melon-like seeds. And others believe that the lamb is a living member of the plant, and once separated from it would perish. I like that one the most, just because I like the idea of just, uh, of like a, I don't know, like a sheep that's maybe like only like a foot long, like a foot like tall. I mean, I mean, 
like just a tiny sheep just be like be it like kind of just swinging back and forth trying to get some get some uh grass and some some jerk just goes by just like yoink (laughs) (laughs) um others believe uh i mean sorry the vegetable lamb was believed to have blood bones and flesh like that of a normal man it was connected to the earth by a stem similar to an umbilical cord and it propped the lamb above the ground the cord could flex downwards allowing the lamb to feed on grass and plants surrounding it um once all the plants within reach were eaten the lamb would die it could be eaten once dead and its uh, blood supposedly tasted sweet like honey. And its wool was said to be used by the native people of its homeland to make head coverings and other articles of clothing. And apparently the only carnivorous animals attracted to the lamb plant were humans and wolves. Huh. So that's probably why it proliferated so much. I mean, how many wolves are out there, huh? It's just easy pickings for, like, everything, though. Like, it's just like, hey, look, look, look I can get some mutton in it. I don't even have to chase it down. I don't even have to slaughter it, because, like, I just pick it up and it dies. See, maybe maybe humans and wolves are the only animals that are, are not are not saddened by its pathetics, patheticness. Uh, like, I mean, I find it more funny as well as sad. Like, it's it's like a really sad chuckle that you do. Sometimes to yourself, or just like oh, I'm fucked, and you know, like that. Um, and yeah, other yeah, but that's what I mean. Like other animals are like, oh, that's that's just hilarious. Also, easy pickings. I'm better than that. Wolves or humans, are like, nope, we're hungry. Yep. Well, I mean, I just feel like it's easy pickings. So I mean, like, you know, I feel like more people should debate it, eat it. Yeah, but I mean, wait, what shape were the sh- seeds? Of the sheep. Uh, Wait, what if they were sheep placenta? (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, it was just this blob of like cells and like a little slimy sack. It's just like, okay, I'm going to plant this thing now. Better not burst it. That's the weird part. It's like, how do they reproduce? Is it like, is it like something like, uh, you know, just any part of it, part of the dead sheep body can grow into a new one somehow? Like after eats all the plants and dies when new life starts to spring up could parts of like the bone or something cause a new plant to spring up i don't okay we need i'm gonna need to make sense of this because <laughs> yeah. the more i think about it the less it makes sense yeah i mean from a to b is really hard to get to once i mean having b is fine but where yeah, did you just, start because like most of these cryptids like you can at least follow a line yeah like, even the Tripardero, like, you can follow a line for it. Where did it come from to st- start this, like, cycle of plants growing sheep? Okay, wait. What if they grow from, like, ram sperm? Actually, no, this yeah. doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> well, you've, you've seen that diagram with the tiny human in the sperm cell, right? So here, here, is, here is how it happens. So ram... Gets a spunk all over a bunch of plants. The plants, since they're female and male, the female part's just like, well, I guess I need to grow a sheep now. <laughs> so, hmm. So was this before or after, like, people came in to trade, though? Like, is this because traders were bringing their sh- their rams with them? 
and they were just bored, and the Rams were just bored, and like, well, I gotta do something out here. Rams are pretty much everywhere. Okay. Like, Ram and cheap, except for, like, Arctic areas. Actually, no, even in Arctic areas. Okay. Because I think it was commonly believed that most of the most of these plants grew around what like uh china and 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 russia like eastern central central asia so maybe just rams need just needed more uh more mates out there maybe and, and, and then we wouldn't have all these plants well well one of the things that i think people need to realize is masturbation is just a thing that everything does like everything, if it if it could reach its genitalia, it's gonna you know, sheep when they give birth and they have this placenta thing that gets into the ground, and grows a sheep. Okay, I can see that. Like that one makes more sense to me. Which also may, might explain why it's so, like it was so hard to find or as not as common because it's just whenever a sheep was born outside on the ground. Yeah. Which and not, a not lot in of like a, in, yeah, as opposed to like basically when it's being herded by a shepherd or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's that. I think that that we, I think we did good. It's like eat, it's like it's like uh, you know, you want to be careful eating a watermelon seed. If you give it the, if you give it fertile ground, it'll grow. Here is so now we're gonna talk about a couple of creatures and Jewish folklore that are very <laughs> similar. <laughs> The last, the last, I have, oh my god, like, there's one that I love. It's like, I think it might be my favorite. <laughs> but, um, so, this creature, uh, in Jewish folklore, was called the Yuda. And it sprouted from Earth, connected to a stem. And those who hunt, uh, were, who went hunting for the Yuda could only harvest the creature by severing it from its stem with arrows or darts. And once it was severed, it was, uh, it died, and its bones could be used in div- divine and prophetic uh, uh, ceremonies. So you know that's kind of cool, and like the and it came out of like uh, uh, four thirty six AD was like the oh. earliest when these showed up. Now this is my favorite, <laughs> the alternative version of Tales of the Yuda, which is with a with a J, Juda. I forget how do you say it, Juda. Yeah, but it was a human shaped. A plant animal connected to the earth from the stem, connected to its navel. It was believed to be aggressive, and what it would do is it would just grab things and kill it, anything that got close close by. So it was basically just an angry, just an angry man just being like, "Get over here!" <laughs> <laughs> and just eating it. Like, I love this. It has so much like possibilities. If I do a game of D and D. They have to deal with a field of these. It's just a man who wants to who just like punches things and snaps their necks and just like, nope, 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 nope. You're not getting close to me. Fuck you. And see, and you could also add like a logic element if you just basically say they're all planted strategically. There is a path through it, but you have to suss it out somehow. <laughs> or just be like, you have to kill all these pathetic men. One of, one of those. <laughs> It's like, there's no way to get through except for stabbing a bunch of pathetic men in the head. They're pretty much helpless. And that's why uh, they, 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 then the paladin just is stuck forever, and then they have to reroll the character. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like this one more. Like, I was wondering, f- why, why do they have to uh, shoot it from afar? The, the lamb ones. 
I don't know. Like, are they are they just like super aggressive, or by like if they went up to it to to do that, would that like mess with the 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 vitting bones somehow? Uh not sure. Like, cause like it had to be severed. Like maybe it was just like like a ritual. Thing? Maybe. Because I mean, I mean, if you just w- wanted to do it, it doesn't sound like we said. Like it's pretty easy. I mean, you know, one guy goes up and has the lamb try and get them, while the other guy sneaks up and just cuts the stock behind it. So I mean, you know, just 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 taking care of it is fine. But but then, it, yeah, if it's a ritual, you know, then I can imagine that they have to like you know get an arrow, consecrate it with like some divine magic, aim and shoot it. Can you imagine how many tries that sometimes took, though? Well, um, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, what what early darts look like. Yeah. Um, but like a lot, of, they like in the Roman times, a emperor, I forget what his name is, he specifically made a dart that would that would decapitate ostriches. Wow. Huh. Yeah, like he just really wanted to kill ostriches with a dart, so like he made like a thing that he could throw. He cut through a. <laughs> <laughs> so you just get a bunch of those. The last thing we're going to talk about today is a squatch. Squatch. There's so many squatches, like a sasquatch, a megalo squatch, a lamb squatch, a lamb squatch. Well, I mean, I guess the a tiny baby version of this would be a she uh, would be a sheep because it's a sheep squatch. So I uh-huh. guess the baby would be a lamb squatch. Oh my god, that'd be adorable. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Someone draw that, please. Draw just a little baby sheep squatch. Oh my god. Oh my, I'm so sorry. Mm, it's Tiny, so great. furry little sheep. Aww. Okay, so uh, it's also known as the white thing. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but that's that's such a generic bad name like, i mean that's probably <laughs> what what like the native americans yeah, called I, the, like settlers <laughs> it's like look white thing <laughs> this is a woolly haired cryptid reported across numerous counties in west virginia pre- predominantly the uh southwestern region of the state oh that's actually kind of close to where i am yeah. i mean relatively yeah most of the uh counties I mean, most of the sighting, uh, sightings were in uh, Boone. Uh, sorry, in Boone, Kanawha, uh, Putnam, and Mason. Hmm. And a lot of the and uh, most of the sightings that were reported where it took por- uh, took place in the mid nineties, and those are going to be the ones I talk about today. Wow, relatively mm- recent. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's described as a quadruped the size of a bear. Completely white wool-like fur. It has a long pointed head, similar to a dog, with a long with long saber-like teeth, and a single uh, a single set of horns. Uh, not dissimilar to those found on a young goat. So, really, it's just like a very big sheep, a very big sheep with teeth. Yeah. Uh, is it like a prehistoric, like, saber-toothed sheep? Oh, that's what it would be! Guys, for real, someone, draw that. Draw a lamb version of this thing. 
It'd be so adorable. Oh, can can you imagine like teeth? when it's small, like its teeth are the first thing that grow big. So it's like the teeth are too big for it. So it, it kind of dra- almost drags on the ground. Oh, it has a little it has a little nubs for horns. Oh my god! For real, guys, g- get on it. Okay, um, it's four lambs that have paw-like hands, similar to those of a raccoon, but larger. And its tail is long and hairless, of that of an opossum. Huh. Okay. I can still imagine that. Yeah, like, it does sound like a lot of kind of creatures you might find out in the backwoods of the, of, uh, like, you know, eastern coast or something like that. Yeah. Southeastern. Maybe. And it has thumbs, because it's a raccoon. Yeah. It's also reported. Uh, to smell like sulfur. But this is not likely. Instead, it might be a musk scent clan, similar to those found in uh, or uh, weasels and skunks. So it's a smelly boy. Pretty much. Wow, it just sounds like they took a lot of, like, just the creatures in that area got all mixed together. Yeah, it's just like, it's like a bear, but a sheep, and a, like a dog. And it had like raccoon hands, but it no. also had like a weird tail. Like a possum it smells like tail. a skunk. I mean, you, this could still be cute. You just have to do it the right way. Yeah, I imagine imagining it make itself or smelling like sulfur for a moment made me think something demonic. Though, like all the animals got together and like we're tired of all these humans impeaching. Let's let's summon something together. And the things like oh, I'll just take attributes from everyone. There you go. Have this as a guardian. I mean. It could also just be a, just a weird fucked up sheep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could be that as well. Or a weird bear. Or possum. Or raccoon. Or goat. There's so many things it could be. We're going to get into the sightings. And okay. this will be the second sighting we talk about from a from someone from the Navy talking about a creature they saw. <laughs> so um, in 1994, I was two. A former Navy seaman <laughs> um, stated to have witnessing the uh, beast breaking through the forest after ingesting a mound of shroom caps he found on the, <laughs> <laughs> the forest floor. I forgot about this. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, look, mushrooms on the ground. <laughs> oh my god, I'm freaking out. Uh, the white thing breached the brush brush line, knelt to drink from a creek, and it drank for a few minutes before crossing the creek and continuing towards a nearby road. The witness stated that they observed the animal for a while before it moved into the surrounding brush. Within the same year, two creatures observed the creature... I mean, sorry, two children. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of kids. They're tiny little creatures. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah. Again, technically, I'm not wrong. Um, but two, but two children observed the creatures playing in their yard within Boone County. <laughs> uh, they reported it looking like a large white bear. But yeah, in this case, it stood on its hind legs, over six foot tall. It start, startled by the children, the beast ran off in the forest, breaking medium-sized limbs off its uh, tree, off the trees in its path. So... They basically made a blue, I mean, a white Sully from Monster Inc. And I was going to say that, or an escape polar bear. <laughs> that one of those. 
Oh, I just want a cryptid. I want a cryptid Pixar movie. Oh, that would be awesome. Like, just you could do. You could just do Monster Inc. again. It was a great movie. You could just yeah. redo it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but because they did do one cartoon uh, about cryptids called Secret Saturdays. Oh yeah, um, I remember that show. I have I have access to all the episodes. Um, right now I don't know what I'm gonna do with that because I want to kind of watch it. Maybe do something on here like, about it. Like as a as a cartoon, there's a lot of interesting stuff about that series before it got canceled too. Like there's like backgrounds of like how it was uh, a story before you know it became a cartoon and stuff like that. Uh, I think it was done, wasn't it done, like, by the same guys who did Ben 10 and, and Generator X? Yeah, if you, if you, if you do do something there, please, please let me know, because I'd be glad to, to hop on and talk about it. Yeah, like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with that, because it's definitely within the purview of the show. Yeah, because I, I watched a couple of those episodes. It was kind of nice. I mean, you know, low-key kind of typical action cartoon, but it was nice. Well, like, I would argue that, like, if it's half as good as what the first season of Ben 10 was, then... Oh, I think it would. that's comparable, so, I mean, I think you're in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, so... Because I really enjoyed Ben 10. Yeah. I don't know like, how the I current scene is older. doing, though. Like, I was a little bit older whenever I started watching it, so... Yeah. Um, but, like, I could get into... I could probably get into it, so... So, our next sighting. We have... Uh, for the Sheep Squatch. Was the year my sister was born. 1995. Oh. Wow. Um, the creature was spotted a year later. This time involving a car. The A couple was driving through Boone County. And observed a large white beast sitting in a ditch alongside the roadway. As many curious passerbys might do in such a situation. They stopped the car to get a better look at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I one I can kind of see that, and two I also w- wonder their judgment because they said it was a very large white beast. Did it like if it looked obviously dead? I know. See, even if it looked obviously dead, I'd still be kind of like, oh yeah, I gotta get out and poke that. Oh. Well, they came. Th- so they came to describe the creature sim- to most uh, similarly to earlier descriptions. And added that the creature had four eyes. And uh, in in stark contrast of the last sighting, where the sheep squatch just fled the screen, seen, or screen, you know, because we live on a simulation, um, the creature leaped out of the ditch and started attacking the car. And then the, you know, then the couple drove off, you know, got in and drove off as quickly as possible. And they notice large scratches where the beast attacks. Are they sure they didn't like lose a polar bear around that area in the in the, around that time? Like I, I, so I have a thing. I, I'm gonna, I'm go- I, I have a thing to say after we get done with these sightings. By the way, <laughs> so uh, in an, in 1999, before before the millennia bug, millennium bug hit us, and we were in a uh, dark age for many years uh a couple of campers who were in the uh, forest at night again at boone county around bonfire heard a animal snorting and scuffing along the camp in a manner similar to an aggravated bear 
though it did not come into the night of the campfire immediately. All of a sudden, the sheep squatch charged out of the darkness at the camper. Reacting quickly, they jumped uh, They jumped up and ran into their house. Well, now, I was in a situation like this growing up, where, like, you have some forest, probably, like, about half an acre or something away from your house. Yeah. And you just kind of camp over there. Cause yeah, like, so sleep out, like, you've got, like, a bonfire pit that's kind of, like, out in the very back of the backyard. Yeah. You just kind of sleep around it. Yeah, I was going to question it, and then I'm just like, no, I used to do this all the time. I could I could run to the woods from my home, yeah. from multiple places I lived at. Um, it stopped at the edge of the forest when they crossed it and let out a terrible scream. It turned around and headed back into the woods. And uh, whenever they returned to their campsite the next morning, they found it tore up, and uh, they referred to it like someone had tilled it up for gardening. Maybe it was looking for something. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was going to do its gardening, and like they just they, or or maybe it got to- the tilling garden and all that. It got torn up was because they left the bonfire on when they ran away. Yeah, like they didn't want to. Yeah, the, the sheep squatch didn't want the forest fire. Like I'm so on the side of the sheep squatch on all of these. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, even with the last one with the car, I mean, like a giant car just dr- drives up to you while you're sleeping on the ground. And it just wakes and it wakes you up. What are you gonna do? Well, okay. So this is a very recent one. Yeah. In 2015. Wow. Before before uh, the the reign of God Emperor Trump, apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, in Folks Run, Virginia, the beast was spotted again in the forest of Appalachia. It was spotted close to midnight by six campers, spending the night in the dense woods. It was reportedly f- eight to six feet tall, with a shorter length of five, four to five feet. So, I, I have another thing to say about this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the campers saw the beast atop a nearby hill in a crouching position. When it stood up, the cam- one of the campers alerted the other campers. And, uh, it started running down the steep hill towards campers, but they were separated by the river that was flowing through. They looked in horror and searched for, as it searched for a way to cross. With no other option, it began to wade through the river. <laughs> when it finally came out of the water, the camper reported that it was like a bipedal dog in, in the chest with its fur wet from the river crossing. Then a loud gut a based uh, scream was heard two miles away from where they were at. Then the sheep squatch looked up in shock. Just high enough so the moonlight was in its face. Again, I have some things to say. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the campers looked in fear as it let out a pathetic whimper and then sprinted and ran in the opposite direction of the noise. Um, then they kind of packed up and left and then then the... Uh, they didn't tell anyone except for whoever wrote this story down because they were feared that they'd be ridiculed. <laughs> so, okay, so I have a couple things to say. <laughs> and I think you probably have some things to say, too. So, first off, let this thing just be be by itself. Everyone's just, like, jumping, like, going into its home. Yeah. And messing with it. Like, for real. Just to play, like, on the other side of the people here right there. How long do you have to stand there watching this thing barreling down a hill and trying to cross a river before you decide maybe we should kind of move somewhere else? Also, 
Also, another thing. The latest, the latest reporting. Whatever. The other ones made sense. They saw something and either ran away or ran at them. The one in 2015, they were describing something. They were describing it like they were thinking about doing something with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they spent a lot of time and gave a lot of ob- like in-depth observation here. Like, and again, I'm not saying that someone was just like, mm, that thing and me, we're getting it. Like, it's getting it tonight. I'm not well, saying that. To be fair, in and I, not to discourage anything about West Virginia, but I figured it was either that or I bet I could mount that on my wall. One of those. But it's just it's just the, like, you know, like, oh, it was like eight or ten feet tall. That makes sense. But then it's just like, oh, and its shoulder length was like four or five feet across. They, they were looking at it just like, mm, look at those broad shoulders. They were sizing it up for something. Yeah, like either to fight or to like do something else. But I'm just saying they put too much in the fact that they described that its sun moonlight was in its face when it looked up. Like I'm just saying, you get that description in a lot of urban fantasy whenever someone wants to, you know, do some stuff with the with the more bestial things. Yeah, and like the pathetic whimper and stuff like that, like. It sounds like someone had a dream about this this sheep squatch. Why am I being sheepish about it? They wanted to fuck this thing, right? <laughs> like, right? Like I talked about fucking sheep bit. I mean, fucking a uh, fish man all the time. I don't know why I get screamish about this. <laughs> like, it just sounds like they just really want to just this thing with like they just really want to get up in this thing's guts. And I don't I, like it. It always bothers me whenever people describe it like this because it only because like you only get descriptions like this in like erotic, more erotic scenes. Oh my god, it's like a couple of steps away from being a Chuck Tingle novel. Like <laughs> pounding, <laughs> pounding in the butt by the sheep squatch. <laughs> there is one like it's kind of completely uh, off to the side of all of this. What scared it off? Well, we don't know because it let out a pathetic whimper, which someone yeah. was again. Someone yes. was like, again. Why did they include that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. Like, I can't let the, like someone wet it up in this thing's guts. Like so. Like I don't know who. Uh. I don't know if it because like one person. One person was just like, look at those broad shoulders. They even mentioned that, like, you know, it's wet fur and how it, like, <laughs> clung to its shit. Yeah, like, I'm imagining the scene of it, ju- like, coming out of the water and, like, just giving the hair flip toss kind of thing. Because, okay, so let's go Let's go back to the one of the first sightings we said. Okay, the child, children said it was, like, a large white bear, and it was tall, and it just ran. That makes sense. You know, that makes sense as a sighting. Yeah, like and like I one. said, like it made so much sense that it's like it could have been a polar bear. Weirdly enough, like an escape polar bear. That's how sensible it sounded. In the second sighting we we talked about, it was just a thing. It was just kind of sitting in a ditch. You know, it's probably mm-hmm. just you know looking looking at the sky or something. Mm-hmm. And it got messed with. Again, like they did be like <laughs> it had four gorgeous eyes <laughs> with. <laughs> Four large, soulful eyes that looked into your your own. 
its muscles were rippling across its broad <laughs> chest. <laughs> like, oh my god, like, oh my god, I just can't, I can't with this last description. Okay, I'm I'm done. I'm done talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to I don't know how to kind of explain this one, Ray. Honestly, I think it probably has to do with something like a bear, something like that. Really does sound to me like a polar bear from the zoo just got free and was just wandering around the countryside. And no one noticed it until you know these couple of sightings. Yeah. Well, also another thing. With the uh, with a vegetable sheep, that was just cotton plants. <laughs> that yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, that was just cotton plants. Like, cause like it, it can't really be grown in Europe. Yeah. So like when people were talking about it, be like, yeah, they have like sheep-like plants where they can, you know, weave it into stuff, and just like, well, like you know, that makes sense because you don't have any if you don't have any cotton. Yeah, like I think even some of the articles about it said that, uh the like egyptian or or like the native peoples of that areas are there use the same word for cotton and sheep like very close together so it could have just easily been mistranslated by by like very easily cuz it's like cuz all the all the stories you have on it that was like you know translated and something that we can read were Done by like English people, yeah, and French people, and like you kind of have to have like kind of warm climate year round almost, yeah, for for cotton. And I think one of the best uh, explanations about people imagining it wrong is like, well, you know, you live in an area where where all your uh, wool and cloth and like cloth are made from animals. You know, you shear sheep and and such there. And then someone says, "Oh, I brought this this cotton this cotton this thing that feels exactly like your cotton and stuff like that, but uh, the material was grown on plants." So, like the first thing you're going to imagine is like, "Wait, there's plants that grow like sheep and or sheep wool." Now, sheep squatch, like I don't know, like, I, like I'm I'm like because I'm like for the most part like I'm open minded about stuff being like real. Yeah. Like, I don't believe a lot of this stuff, honestly, but, like, you know, maybe there was just, like, a big old, like, a big old bear. Yeah. Well, like, I was saying polar bear, but it could have just been, like, an albino fur colored bear. It could have been, like, an albino, it just could have been an albino, like, sheep, I'm not sheep, um, albino deer or something. Yeah. Like, it could have been, like, a million things, just something that's albino. That somehow survived past childhood. Yeah. I mean. You know. It doesn't happen often, but it no, does yeah. happen occasionally. The only one that I'm having trouble uh, imagining what it got mixed up with is is the uh, halipin. <laughs> yeah, the halipin. I I don't know. Like that one just grosses me out. I just don't. don't uh, uh. Yeah, like it, like we said, it it was. It sounds like it was specifically made just to be an excuse. And honestly, it could have been like a seal or something. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. So now we're on to. Oh, I, I still well, I love the stories of the sheep, the sheep squatch had all, all of them really, and especially especially how we got into that last one. But I don't know. I kind of always liked uh the idea of the vegetable sheep, um, because I've always like I've seen a lot of random fat like things like that. I know that there's 
in some RPGs, there's like some like cabbage creature with a sheep half out of it that that is like an enemy, like common enemy. So like yeah. I've always seen like weird random stuff about it, and I always kind of like enjoyed that. I'm like, oh, that's that's neat. You know, imagining like a, a cross between plant and animal. Well, as I said before, my favorite type of creature is plant creature. And my favorite out of all of these was just that angry man that couldn't move that well. <laughs> that just like, <laughs> that's my favorite. Uh, so let's get to the last segment. And some would say the best segment. Uh, make it sexy slash make it YA slash just make a story. Well, let's see. I mean, obviously someone already found <laughs> the sheep squatch sexy. Obviously. I mean, well, see, okay, here here's what here's what I'm thinking. Like almost automatically. So I'm thinking this is like uh I'm thinking this is like the second part of you remember um US Acres. Yes. I'm thinking something like that. Well, I you know, I used to actually re- read the comic and yeah. you know how there was the the sheep, Bo and Lanoline? Yeah. In the comics, they came from the dark side of the barn. Like, they believed, they believed that monsters lived over there. So for the longest time, they thought they didn't know who they were and thought they were, like, just scary creatures until they actually, like, met in person in broad daylight. So here, here's, here's what I think. I, it's like, I mean, expound on this, you know, whenever you have a thought about it. But I'm thinking this is like a cartoon in the veins of, like, U.S. Acres. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what that is, it's the Garfield and Friends cartoon, and with, also with farm animal com- characters with farmer. Yeah. So, and uh, I remember liking the pig a lot. Was it Orville? Orson. Orson. Yeah. Um, Orson. I really like the. Uh, I like the neurotic uh, duck with, the, uh, with Wade. the little duck Wade. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's a that's a pun because he can't <laughs> swim. What? I just got it. Okay, sorry. It was a duck who couldn't swim, so he had a floaty. Yeah, and there was the chick that was that wouldn't want didn't want to hatch out with shell named Sheldon. Yeah, I love. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, I I liked the U.S. Acres. I I here's the thing. I really like Garfield in both an ironic and unironic way. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. G- D- yeah, Jim Davis himself said it's not supposed to be funny. Yeah, like, uh, the Garfield and Friends cartoon was so fun, though. It, it was so great. And also Doc. Doc. Mm, Doc Boy. <laughs> Man, that that loser. That loser. Sorry. <laughs> and that's saying something, because that's John's brother. Uh, yeah, and... Okay, okay, here's the thing that still bothers me to this day. I have it saved on my phone, and but I know the comic strip... You know the comic strip I'm going to talk about. The comic strip where uh, John goes to the vet. Well, he's at the vet with uh, Garfield. And, you know, she's just doing some... Main, main, uh, you know, just doing something. And John drinks out of a mug, and she says, Congratulations! <laughs> You're the proud father of some puppies. <laughs> Which Jim Davis himself came out and said he did not drink dog spunk. <laughs> but there's no other way. There's no other way to construe that. <laughs> like, what other way? Like, how? Like, I forget the explanation. Well, okay. I, I think just, be- just because of... Uh... The character of Liz, the the vet, 
I can imagine her just basically, basically trying to to uh, get you know freak out John because he just drank from a random cup of coffee that was sitting on her desk. Like one, I bet she was pissed that he basically just drank her coffee. And but, two, but, this is a medical office. You really shouldn't just be picking up things and drinking from them. But at the same time, why would you put anything in a coffee mug when you need it for something medical? I don't know. I don't know. But, like, I don't remember. I don't remember. I'll sit, like, I will have the the comic strip, like, for people to see. I just, it's something that's, like, stuck in my head for, like, ever. Um. Also, another thing, if you have not watched Lasagna Cat, I would suggest watching it. I'll link some of the stuff whenever this uh, podcast comes out. Uh, Lasagna Cat is just like a absurdist and uh, look on Garfield. It's like a live action Garfield reenactment. A friend showed me one. The one. The one monologue of John is so. so oh God. <laughs> I can't My, do it justice, but you have to see it sometime. You have to see. There is an hour-long video yeah. of of uh, of a man just breaking down one of the most benign Garfield's comic strips. <laughs> and it gets slowly just more mind-bending as it goes. And you have to watch all of it in one go. You can't, like, fast forward. You have to watch it all the way through. It's one hour. Watch Lasagna Cat, everyone. <laughs> what I'm saying is Garfield is a masterpiece while also being total garbage. <laughs> That's very fair. Like, why do we live in this world where something like Garfield exists and still, like, makes making someone a billionaire? I think that's kind of just very indicative of our world in general. I mean, it's very sad. But <laughs> okay, because okay, so I have I know we're in the middle of a segment. People, stop criticizing me myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, there was because like well, I do some things occasionally where like you know you look at like the alternate universes and like comic books and whatnot, and you're just like, well, that would have been cool if like you know they went down this line. So like I do that with like our world and it just breaks my mind because i'm just like there's a world out there where garfield never got popular and garfield is garfield permeates a lot of stuff yeah i mean you'd be surprised like there's a streetwear brand that is doing garfield stuff right now there was there there was a time when garfield was a major uh like product, like produced item, like at the top of its height, that it was everywhere. That was like that's why it became such a cultural phenomenon and joke. I mean, the whole idea of like Garfield on suction cups hanging in a car window was just so pervasive that it became a joke. And that's and it just, I guess it it survived that. That's the thing. It survived that to basically become back as a as a thing making fun of itself. And like it's not it's not in like the pathetic way like Sega's doing with Sonic because like don't get me don't get me wrong I enjoy the Sonic Twitter and Facebook stuff and social media but it's real pathetic. <laughs> have <laughs> you, you break it down. have you seen some of the Sonic Boom cartoon stuff too? Like <sighs> they kind of they kind of are doing the same <laughs> jokes about like, it too because like because at the at this time like Sonic it's only like. 
I don't know how Sonic is still a thing because it's been bad forever. Well, I've heard like I've heard a lot of good things about the last two games in general. Though I I think one of the thing the 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 one with the character creator in it, I think was just really great for a lot of people just to have their hands on. Oh yeah, their hands on, all right. Yeah, yeah. I- <laughs> Okay, we need to like get back. <laughs> okay, to the, so to back the to the <laughs> so, okay, so back to the farm. So, cartoon. so it's gonna be so it's gonna be like a farmyard cartoon, and I feel like um, there's gonna be like a sheep herd uh-huh. somewhere on there. Okay, uh-huh. and like that's that's where these people kind of exist. Okay, and uh, like the sheep squatch is just kind of like the sheep squatch. The bit is a big dumb but lovable. Uh, character the one that everyone's scared of but it's a gentle giant the um actually i'm thinking ed and eddie right now because double d would definitely be the um the the vegetable yeah plant sheep squatch would be ed with two d's and eddie would definitely that lecherous curve would definitely <laughs> be the halipid <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how they kind of slot into those. Yeah, that is wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, and, and uh, of course, just like how I do this with everything, it's a like cryptid farm. Mm-hmm. So you know, other things would show up. Oh, so wait, what would Ralph Ralph be then? Because he's supposed to be the 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 foreigner, the odd one. Would he just be a normal human? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, let's just redo Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> it's not, it wouldn't be, it's not a But bad in idea. a farmyard. Hmm. Instead of a cul-de-sac, they're stuck in a farmyard. Uh, at the same time, I would like... Uh, mm, yeah, I mean, we'd just redo it Ed, Ed and Eddie, basically. <laughs> now, see... Although a little less gross. Because, like, I don't remember... I don't know if you remember Ed, Ed and Eddie, but, like, as a it, child, it grossed me out. Well, the animation definitely had a, a grossness uh, to it. Yeah, there was a McDonald's cartoon that was done by uh Supo that looked like a bizarro <laughs> version of Rugrats. <laughs> oh my god, I just pulled Oh my god, no. Why did I look at this? Ugh. Oh, I had a cartoon idea as well, but it was more along the lines of um while well, you're pulling that up. Uh, you remember that old Looney Tunes cartoon with the the sheepdog that that seemed like it couldn't see, and that wolf that was always trying to steal sheep from the herd. Um, I kind of know what you're talking about, yeah, like, but I don't think I ever really watched it. Well, it, it it basically was just like a big old sheepdog that, for all intents and purposes, had like bangs over its eyes, so it looked like it couldn't see anything. But anytime the the wolf even got close enough to get like a sheep out of the thing, it would show up. And it also like they did a couple of ones, and one of the one of the ones I liked was the fact that it was literally just a day job. Like they would come up to a punching clock and take time cards, and they were like, "Hey, Ralph, hey, hey, Sam, go out there and do that." And then like, and then that one ended with them beating each. You know, he was had the wolf, and he was punch, punching him. Then the the war clock rang. He's like, "Up, oh, time to stop," because that was that was it. That was the end of the workday. Yeah. But I was like thinking like. More of like the sheep, the sheep squatch is the herder or the shepherd of just basically a vegetable, vegetable lamb plot. Oh, and, that would be so good. Yeah, 
and he he just takes care of them and and he's all and all the grumpy and scary stuff that people see are just him trying to keep people from hurting the the vegetable lambs and then and then like then you just have like that weird fish sheep just looking at those plants being like mm, i do some things with those because it's a fucking lecherous cur <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I need you to look. I need you to go on your Facebook real quick because I sent you a picture. Uh, let's just say Grimace looks like he's a heroin addict. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Every time this is a cursed image. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it makes me feel so uncomfortable looking at it. <laughs> Yet it's so. If, the harder I look at it, the worse it gets. Oh my god! Like even the thumbnail. Hold on. <laughs> no, I know. I didn't even send you. I didn't even send you like a like a video. It's just a steal. Yeah. Oh my god. What is with that dog? That dog. Oh my god. That dog. It has triple chins. <laughs> okay. We need to put this picture up because, like, for real, this yeah. is a cursed image and it will haunt you. <laughs> but look at like look at the hamburger. He looks like Chucky. I know. With like. Are those goggles or, or glasses? Like, why didn't they just give him a domino mask? Okay, we need to stop asking about, talking about an image. But for real, this is this is a cursed image and why... Fuck Klasky Supo. <laughs> like... Okay, so I think... Yeah, but I do like the idea of the Sheep Squatch just being a herder. Or, or a herder slash farmer of these... Uh, of these sheep, of the sheep herd crop. Oh, and it'd be, there'd be like a quiet little, like, quiet moments and stuff where, like, he's feeding the sheep out of his hands. Yeah, like, he holds up a little grass as they wave, and they're, like, bouncing back and forth. They come over, take a nibble, sway back, sway back in, take a nibble, sway back as he just holds the grass out for them. Yeah, I think that'd be cute. Yeah. That'd be cute. Someone make that into, like, a little comic. I could see, I I could see that being like a um, like uh, like a side character in a cryptid cartoon. But something like um, uh, you know that one uh, that one anime that's basically just a um, like an educational show about uh, Japanese lore. I mean folklore. Oh oh, uh, Akashi. I think so. I forget what it's called, but like it just there's, there's, you a, just there's have actually a couple of them though. But I mean, I I know what you mean. Yeah, like it's basically like I can imagine it being something like that, where it's just uh, short little segments about yeah about like uh, cryptids and them being like you know well, having you know, their own lives and whatnot. But oh, I you know what I would kind of like to see them. Like there's they they get various animation studios to do that. I kind of would like to see the people who did De- Gen Tarkovsky or or uh or some of the basically the the that the Monte the Prince of Monte Carlo in space anime. Yeah, like you know that animation style and and um uh the, oh what was that one with the Ayakashi oh, Monster Cellar kind of thing? I I know what animation but, style one for this. Yeah, it's the my uh, Nanya. I forget what it's called. It's the banana cat. Banana anime. cat. Yeah, I forget what it's called. Like it's banana, but like it's the Japanese word for meow. Yeah, banana. Banana. 
Banania. That's what it is, actually. Yeah. Um, I would want like that animation style, where it's like super chibi and like also super limited. But you just have like all these little things. Aww. I think that'd be cute. Yeah. Is that like the? It's kind of like a almost Sanrio. I think it actually might be Sanrio. It might be Sanrio. I actually, would not surprise me. With the well, have the... you? Yeah. Well, we're done. We're kind of done with <laughs> our idea. <laughs> So there's there's the ideas. <laughs> but yeah, so basically we just want a farmyard cartoon. Yeah. But I'd want it to be like more of a I would want it to be more US Acres than I love like a US Tom Acres. and Jerry type thing. I still love quoting that one Power Pig episode with the uh with the tongue twister. Oh okay, just a quick okay, so I just have a quick Garfield related thing. Yes. <laughs> so when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I had a quote-unquote scary Garfield book. Oh, pictured he, book. Yeah, there, okay. there was a couple. There was a couple, and you probably know the one I'm talking about. It was very well drawn, but um, it was. Uh, but the last story was about a like a ghost vet that would that was like following around Garfield and Odie because hmm. they were up too late watching horror movies, and. Most of those hor- most of those like scary books or whatever yeah. Garfield books had like a funny little ending. Yeah, that, you know, it'd be like ha ha ha, you know. But I got mine from a Goodwill <laughs> that was missing the last page. So the one of the things that haunted me as a child was just a just the last page of that book that I had. I don't know how many pages were ripped out, but it was at least the last one was. Uh, just an image of a really well-drawn ghost with a chainsaw chasing down Odie and Garfield with the most horrifying looks on their faces. And oh. it scared me so much as a small child. It caused oh. me so much anxiety because I loved Garfield and Odie and I just wanted them to be okay. But I didn't get that resolution. I I don't think I've seen that book, though. That's the thing. I know it's real because... Oh. It has to be because I could have not made that up as yeah, a thing that gave me anxiety. I mean, okay, there's some of the some of the ones where like they were like realistic or did some really realistic things. Was like Garfield and his Nine Lives book had a bunch of different artists, and some of those styles were really, really like you know detailed. Well, it was like a really detailed version of like the Jim Dim uh, Jim Davis. Yeah. So I'm trying to think because they did do a couple of like Halloween special kind of things. Yeah, and uh, like most of those were like you know like you get the last couple of pages and it'd be like ha 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 you know they're yeah. just doing a thing. But like no, it was just a book where Garfield and Cody would be going to be killed by a ghost <laughs> for me. So uh, yeah. I'll have to I'll have yeah. to look it up. I probably can find it though. But I mean, yeah. Uh, my guess is that. With the way things were going, they probably found out it was uh, either Shadows was playing jokes on them or they were dreaming. I mean, that's how it, no, those things usually... They're probably looking just looking at Shadows. Yeah. But still, Cause it scared me so much. I definitely remember that there was an episode of Garfield and Friends where literally Garfield had s- stayed up late watching so much TV that he just had trouble seeing like reality for like fantasy like situations in cartoons or or like tv things and so he was like sometimes imagining he was like indiana jones trying to get through a hallway of traps or stuff like that and and it was just like one of those one of those things where like he 
imagined the world was something different, and he would work, work his way through it. So, I mean, if him and Odie were like up late watching a bunch of horror movies, I can imagine them doing a doing a story about that. Also, another side effect of like those movies where like toys come to life. Okay, so uh, also okay. Here's another thing I read as a small child. It's this book that I need to buy again called Plucker. Uh huh. And it's um a really gorgeously animated book. I mean, gorgeously drawn book about uh forgotten toys. Uh huh. And how like they disappear and like they get angry at their owners for not playing with them. So. What I did was I made sure to play with each and every one of my toys for at least 30 minutes and set them up in my bed with me so that they wouldn't be alone, mostly because I was afraid they would kill me. Oh, I had I had I had a similar feeling. I didn't actually do that, but I did have a feeling where I would feel guilty sometimes if I didn't play with a toy for for a while. Like I felt so like I felt so much guilt and anxiety as a child no wonder i'm a neurotic mess it was probably actually you know what just because it's you know it's just because i have an anxiety disorder that was untreated at the time but still oh my god i'm now my anxiety's up okay (laughs) we're gonna end this so um what do you have to look uh so Currently, uh, I'm doing a podcast called What's McCracken, where we take a look at uh, mostly the cartoons done by Craig McCracken. So uh, we, I went on that tangent earlier before about, you know, um, Powerpuff Girls and and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends and that. We're currently starting kind of going backwards through his catalog. So we're currently on Wander Over Yonder, which he did for Disney. And it's kind of a really fun and wonderful se- series. In fact, we just put out an episode that involved a bunch of goats and sheep. Weirdly enough. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, currently on Shout Engine, I'll probably be playing it on iTunes soon eventually to make it easier to find. But if you just do a Twitter search of at Krakencast, that's C-R-A-C-K-E-N-Cast, you'll, you'll find it. So, um, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Alphabet Flight, where I talk about uh, Marvel Marvel characters alphabetically from the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. I think by the time this comes out, I should be close to 250 wow. episodes. So I'm still not I'm still not halfway done. So <laughs> uh so yeah, so listen to that. There's tons of backlog. I will, you know. I imagine more people listen to I know people, more less people listen to that one than this one. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe check that out. Uh, if you'd like to see my cat, my little cryptid cat, who I have a quick little story about. So, I've said this before, many times, where my cat knows how to open up the doors to my room. Well, he's been doing it, uh, he's been, uh, the way he opens it up is he kind of pushes up on the bottom and pushes a certain way well this morning both of my doors were stuck up in this frames higher so apparently he's just been shifting them up slowly <laughs> i mean they're back to where they are where they're supposed to be now but yeah my so if you want to see that cat uh, maybe go to my instagram at marvelous mooch and uh 
maybe share around this show because I I like doing the show a lot and I, I would like to see it get a little bit more attention. You know? um, it's a hobby, but at the same time, I you know I feel like it's entertaining. So if you don't mind, share it out and uh, you know get more people involved because I because uh, I don't there's not enough podcasts talking about cryptids, which is why I did this podcast. And I know I'm not the only one who likes cryptids. So, and uh, besides that, uh, thank you so much for for listening. This has been uh, this has been creepy critters, and uh, don't dream of that stupid sheepfish. It'll just make your babies all fucked up. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.